hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sif Takers Snapshots podcast. Joining me from behind the mic is Tim. Hello there. Or Timbo Slice, as it were. Absolutely. <laughs> and I can't get it in while I can. And also uh, Rich, Rich Polly. Hello, mate. I nearly called you Rich King then. Okay. <laughs> I think saying Tim's name threw me off. <laughs> His brother from another mother. <laughs> Much Maybe less not. handsome brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure who should be offended. <laughs> it, it was you. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, we've got quite a lot to talk about today, so let's crack on. So we've got the, um, the Kyber Cup. Someone did okay in that. We're going to have a quick chat about the um, Element Legends events. Someone here also did well in that. Excuse me. And then we're going to touch on the XTC a little bit. So I'd say we should start on the Element Legends because that finished first. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to have a little chat about it, Tim? Well, <laughs> it is now official. It is enshrined in the Element Games <laughs> Gaming Center that I'm, in fact, a legend. That's. <laughs> Until they, it, until they run another one and somebody else's name gets stuck on top of yours. I need to figure out a way that I can like vandalize his name into something stupid. What, like Timbo without... Slice? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I've, I've got a label maker anyway, because <laughs> I've got issues. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically Element Games are running what I guess you would probably class as a store championship, and they haven't specified how often these will be run, but they're called Element Games Legends. And because they do a lot of um, like MDF laser cutting and stuff in house anyway, they've got this uh, quite a fancy looking scoreboard um, up near the bar, and each gaming system legend is up there in gold. So, yay! I'm legend. I can say. <laughs> that's that's very much gold in inverted commas. Well, <laughs> it's it's at least spray painted in gold, so at <laughs> least a kind of a goldish color. I, I mean, they, they sell enough paints to make it whatever colour they feel like. <laughs> <laughs> they could have gone crazy. Neon pink. That would have been amazing. Uh, but no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a fun fun day. Uh, was it four-round event? From, uh, Chris Main was uh, the main man in charge. Hey, hey, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was, a, it was a fun day. It was uh, quite a competitive room. Uh, there's some, some good players. Yeah, so it was 18 of you, weren't there? Yep. Yep, yeah, 18. So... Quick nosy through. Yeah, 19 we... if you include my um my dice rolling machine. Let's <laughs> <laughs> like... tell you what, should, should, we, should we start with Rich then? Because I thought it was quite nice. Lad and dad day, weren't it? I mean, yeah, it started off. Um, He's been wanting to come to X-Wing with me for ages. And when just, we had Rich... Just for a bit of contact. Context, sorry. Rich and his lad played as a team rather than, than two separate yes. players. Yeah, so he's eight, so he's he's nearly nine, and he's he's good enough with you know rules and concepts, but the complexity of X Wing is still just a little bit beyond him to to play it solo. So he decided that he wanted to come, and I was going to try and take a back seat as much as possible and just help him with triggers. Um, so um, anyway, we, we turned up as a team and uh, he, he got to choose the list. So he wanted to use Mandalorians because he's a kid and he's seen Mandalorians on television media recently. He's in the episodes of Rebels where they're all on Mandalore at the minute, basically. So um, he's watching those. So 
I looked into my collection of ships and saw that the only Mandalorians that I have is the Razorcrest, <laughs> two Fang fighters, and Sabine in an A-wing. And I said to him, right, so, oh, and a gauntlet. I said to him, right, we're limited. I said, if you don't use Mando, you can, I can do you a rebel list that contains a bunch of Mandalorians. Or if you want to use Mando, then we're kind of a bit limited. And he wanted to use Mando, and he wanted Grogu on the um, on on the ship as well. So I ended up flying the Razor Crest and two Fangs, so Fenrau and Old Terok, and it's twenty points. And I put shield upgrades on things, and I put like defensive rerolls and Lone Wolf, and basically ways for him to hyper modify his dice and like if he was bumping into things not to have problems not make mistakes anyway i did all of that he played about half of the first game and then wandered off to watch people playing legion because it looked cooler and happily spent the entire day watching people playing legion except for when he came over to roll five dice when fenrau got a range one on somebody and repeatedly rolling five paint out of hand over and over again just to upset particularly dave win um so that was he, good. he does deserve it, though, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, crazily enough, I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I got paired into Dave in round one, and it, that, it was his first game of 2.5, really. Um, so I beat him, and I was a bit like, uh, I feel kind of bad, because Fenrau does bad things to Jedi. Like, he just flies in range once and nukes him. Um, but I then got paired into um, Dave Lever, one of the Sith takers, who was flying Vader plus some TIE fighters, and, and I lost to him, and I thought, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm going to go one and three. No worries. But then I won the last two games as well. Um, so And they were also against Jedi. There were a lot of Jedi in the room, not going to lie. Um, it was mostly Republic. It was very, very Republic-heavy. Um, but it turns out that Jedi really don't like Fang fighters shooting at them at range one. Um, I don't think anybody particularly likes Fen at range one. Yeah, but um, I think Jedi just because they're they're so reliant on the green dice and Fens throwing so many reds and you know being able to modify them nicely is um plus he's moving after them all all the time because hardly anybody brings Anakin. Um so he's basically got the best of lives. Um so I mean it was a it was a great day. I went three and one, couldn't believe it. Missed top four, missed actual prizes by what was it, strength of schedule? Uh no mission points yeah at the same strength of schedule as uh, sean who finished fourth but uh he got 10 more mission points over the course of the day than i did so um but yeah i was the bottom of the three and ones so i was happy enough because i was expecting to go on four with a nonsense scum list that i'd never used before but it went all right <laughs> but um yeah it was good it was a great day as well you know it was just chilled out had a set table because i had the boy with me which meant i just got to set everything out and then just sit there but i kind of forgot about that after the first game i packed everything up and was trying to move because <laughs> <laughs> i'm so used to at the end of every game tidying up but it's yeah, a reason I mean, you didn't it. take fearless by the way on fen um i didn't have just, to uh oh no i, I had on fen yeah because uh, i had enough points for lone wolf i th- i guess <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry. It's a, I'm thinking something else. Ignore me. No, I probably should have taken Fearless. It probably would have been a better um, upgrade over the course of the day if it had Fearless. But, yeah, um, I just kind of was trying to give him as many re-rolls and things that I could say and roll that one again when I was saying, <laughs> like, taking um, backseat 
pilot, but I ended up being front seat pilot. It so. Turns out he didn't need those rerolls anyway because he just rolled natural out of hand. Yeah, essentially. Maybe um, maybe secretly Tim's his dad because he does a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just going nice wizardry. Quickly scan up the list. Not really going to go through much just till we get to Tim. Just a little shout out. So, so Sean come third with Rich's list, which we'll go into um, a little bit further on. Oh, I can't pronounce that. Alfred Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he had a scum list. We've got Dengar, Morale, and Han Solo. Um, Morale that, that, Eval, that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he came third. Then we've got uh, Tom Fields and uh, came second with Poe, Ray, and ZZ. Um, we've actually spoke about that list before. And then I'll let Tim chat about his list now. Yeah, well, so I actually played Tom and Alfred uh, over the course of the day. So um, I ran my Republic list that I've been running for, I think, since the points update now, haven't I? I've been running it for for a little while. It's what I'm taking uh, for well, the... Not, I think you've run it before the point stains, and then you tweaked it when the oh, points no, no, changed. No, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, no, I, was, I was running um, Anakin Bomber, with, and I had Luminara instead of Ahsoka. And then when the points came in, and rightfully... Uh, you know, broke that Anakin bomber because it was horrible. Um, <laughs> I, I, I sort of thought, you know, what do I want to have in the list? So I, I did play around with a couple of different V wings. So I was looking at like Wolf Tarkin or something like that, or Woodif Tarkin. Sorry. Um, but then I sort of kept Contrail in because he's got eleven loadout now, um, and he's you know Initiative five. So um, I, I do get an awful lot of use out of that. And so essentially, got two V wings, Click and Contrail. Um, I've got Luminara in the Delta 7, and I've got Obi-Wan in the ETA, and then Hound in the Lat. And it's all about uh, sort of defensive shenanigans, really. Um, so I can, obviously, I can, like we click, I can take away range bonuses, or, you know, I can, um, uh, say if I'm shooting, I can take away the range bonus for yourself. I've got uh, Luminara turning down attack dice. I've got two V-Wings were dedicated for defensive re-rolls, and then when I get the strains or I get the depletes from patients, um, Hound can, you can pass them to Hound. And then, you know, I'm, if I'm doing that with the strains, I can then have another dedicated re-roll on another shot with the same ship, or if I'm taking the depletes off, I've got Ghost Company on Hound, so that I can basically shoot twice and get rid of the depletes. So, there's a lot of triggers, and you know, you can almost see me muttering to myself, as I'm sort of talking my way through all my triggers, and you know, the start of engagement, I have you know my little prayer where I have to go through my you know my three or four different start of engagement phase triggers just so I get everything in the right order. Um, I mean, you you both know that I do like like tricksy lists or lists with synergy, uh, you know, that sort of ships that are complementing each other. Um, so I've had a lot of fun with this list, and yeah, had a good day. Um, so I played Alfred's um, three scum ship in the first game. Um, he, I, I knew exactly what he was going to do with uh, Eval. You know, obviously, he wants to fly the YV six 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 off the board because um, he just gets placed in reserve. Um, so we decided to joust, and I think I probably put the YV six 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 into half its hole, um, just through all my mods and everything I've got. So he flew off the board and was like, "I'll, I'll go somewhere else." And unfortunately, reappeared behind Contrail, who then dropped a proximity mine on him. Um, but that game was real close. It literally came down to the last last shot of the game. Um, 
Benga or Han into um, Obi-Wan. And um, basically I survived and then I realized that I'd won the game without having to shoot because um, I just hold more more objectives. Um, so yeah, super close game. So thanks to Alfred for, you know, for that. Uh, game two was was very amusing because I actually played. It's the first time ever I've gone to an event and somebody is running my list. Like <laughs> I, I, I was always the guy that used to net list off Tom Reed or somebody like that. Um, and then this is a list that obviously I've developed. And then uh, one of the still uh, city guys, Dan Athey, who's with the England team, gave one of his clubmates a Republic list to go and try. And yeah, Thomas Veal brought that to, to the event, and I ended up playing it. <laughs> so, I wouldn't fancy just bringing that list like without practicing it because there is a lot of triggers to remember. No, no, absolutely. And he did, he did, um, he did uh, practice uh, a bit with it, so he he knew what he was doing. Um, the only problem is he, I think, possibly overthought it and ended up proximity mining his own ships twice. Uh, one of which was Luminara just before the first engagement, so she came in at half health. And so I killed his Luminara, which meant not only did I have the ship advantage, then I was also Luminaring his shots, and he wasn't doing it to me. So um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a tough one, and like, and that's why a lot of mirror matches come down to that. You know, as soon as one player gets that advantage, um, you know, they they tend to just it sort of snowballs from there, doesn't it? Yeah. Game- I, I played yeah. against him as well. He was a lovely bloke. Yeah, really nice guy. Yeah, really, really nice. Um, I think he's quite newish. Like he knew what the list did, but he was missing triggers against me. I think it was game three. Um, he was missing his dedicated triggers and stuff like that. Um, I think it's one of them lists, though. If you've not had lots of games by like the later games of the day, you start forgetting things because you're getting tired. Yeah, and I mean Tim was talking about like him muttering it. It's it's like um, listening to Arya Stark before she goes to bed in Game of Thrones. It really is. <laughs> like listening to him going so so start of engagement. Da, 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 this and that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, but that but that's the only way. And like you know, if you're playing a competitive event, and uh, you know, as I was rightly pulled up in on the final game, um, because I try to do something out of sequence, technically that's a missed opportunity. So like yeah. in a competitive game, like I had to make sure that I was doing them all in the right order so you're allowed notes now they've changed the rules on notes which means that you can have a bit of paper next to you (laughs) on the side of the table that has you know start of engagement start of planning end of planning end of activation all of the different trigger points and then you know you can just literally hold it in front of you and go right next (laughs) next phase now my four triggers for that one and then we'll move on to the three triggers that come just after that can i I get it laminated with a dry white mark and i'll just be like ticking it off as i go down (laughs) you can do you can do i mean there's nothing to stop you from doing it i might call you for slow play (laughs) just out of curiosity um what what trigger did you try and do in the wrong order in the last round i got so excited by dropping a proximity mine on poe's head that i completely forgot to drop the proton bomb with click first uh, which would have halved um, Poe um, in chance engagement. Um, I forgot. I went, oh, I forgot the proton bomb. And Tom went, quite rightly, well, you know, it is the final table. I said, no, fair enough, my mistake. And so I moved on. And uh, thankfully, it didn't cost me the game because obviously I did win it. Um, so I did manage to, to halve Poe. But that would have just um, probably secured the game a bit sooner. That's one of those really edge case ones where I think... 
a lot of people moves. would just be like, no, because it's dropping bombs in the systems phase in initiative oh, order. Yeah. And yeah. dropping it at I5 with Contrail before you drop it at I3 with Click or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, most I, people would just be like, yeah, it's fine. You're dropping bombs with both of them. It doesn't matter what order you put them on the table in. I, yeah. I, I, I literally, because of like, it's fine. Like it was my mistake, and I'm I like even in a practice game at a club night when I make mistakes like that, I'll own it and say, "No, my mistake. I'm not gonna." If you know. you'd lost the game because of that, you'd have been well salty, though. No, no, uh, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, no. Like but I wouldn't have been salty <laughs> at Tom. I would have been salty with myself because yeah. that that was it was absolutely my my own mistake, and I I got too uh, giddy with the whole you know, dropping it. I mean, yeah, you could. From the outside, you could say I didn't even have to mark the proximity mine or anything like that. So the you know, the game state hadn't changed; nothing had moved. But yeah, by the letter of the law, I had I had moved on to initiative five, so that's fine, absolutely. And like, because you could argue, did I? I can't remember if you'd rolled damage dice by then or not. So you could have argued that maybe I was waiting to see what the results of the damage dice were. Uh, so that's absolutely fine. Like yeah. I, as I say, it's completely my own mistake, which is why I, I didn't even ask him. Really, I just went, "Oh, I forgot to do this," and he went, "Oh, yeah, it's yeah, but you know, you moved on." And I was like, "Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's it." Um, as it is, um, you know, Tom had a decision to either chase Hound to kill Hound or turn back, and he decided to turn back, which just gave me the opportunity to half Poe. Um, so it all worked out in the end. So. No, cool. good showing though, Tim, mate. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, well done. Yeah, it, I, pains, I mean, it pains me to be nice to you both. <laughs> I mean, we, I did <laughs> skip over my game three, which was Andrew uh, Brennan, who was running Rebel Alpha, um, and that is a bad matchup for me. So I was really happy I won that game because um, <laughs> was it Rebel Alpha? Or was is Resistance Alpha? Wasn't it? It was um, Poe Zori with the you know the two double modded talks. Yeah. Um, and that is just horrendous. And as it is with Alpha, I survive the Alpha, which means I can then go and kill stuff. Um, yeah, I suppose if you lose the Alpha, then it's a different game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's it. Like the, the you know, Tom, we played a very cagey game to start with. So basically, my entire squadron was in one on one side versus ZZ, um, and Ray and Poe on the other side. So my my plan was was to try and like. You know, deal with one one side at a time. Um, but at the point where I had to turn in, I just managed to get click control Obi Wan all into Ray. I did lose Obi Wan, but I put Ray. I put I put four damage cards onto Ray, and then Ray because of the way she was stuck between literally a rock and a hard place or a rock and a, and a debris, she had to go three forwards. She ended up bumping into Luminara, which bumped her onto the rock, and control and just dropped a proximity mine. Um, oh. And he got very lucky with his red dice, and um, Ray was standing on one hole. Um, but yeah, it's um, Hound actually <laughs> killed Ray off that turn at I think range two with his little plink. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, yeah that was it, and then it was game on. Then like ZZ, I just kind of almost had to try and avoid as much as possible or ignore as much as possible. I was never doing damage to her, uh, and then it was just whether or not Poe killed Hound or if I could you know get points off Poe. So uh, it's one of those games. It's, it seemed weird. Like I, f- I had a couple where I felt like I was behind, and I needed to do something to kind of like tie up the game. And then when we actually added it up, I sort of went, "Oh, actually, I've just won." And it's just because I think literally, like uh, Tom, one more turn, I think Tom wins. But I just clicked on to twenty at the end of the turn, 
and said, well, that's the end of the game. Like, if I'd gone to 19, I think I'd lose, lose the game next turn. So, yeah, very close. Well, I always like a close final, though. It's... Yeah, 2018 to me. So, yeah, I think if it finished 1918 and then went on one more turn, potentially he, he kills or halves something and wins the game. <laughs> That's fun. Hello. It, was we, good, yeah. it was a good day. Um, a nice bit of pro support. Um, so, I, I mean, I got, a, I think, a £40 voucher. Um, so I can go and buy some new toys. And... Got those tokens as well, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Strain tokens, uh, which, funnily enough, I'm actually running a list with strain. And then, um, yeah, no, I think I think it was a good turnout as well. Like, you know, we're seeing our local scene uh, growing, so hopefully we can get a few more events going. Yeah, we had about, is it 14 people the other night? Yeah, it's good. It's good. I think, so, yeah, I think... Slowly getting back, and we've had some older players return. I don't know if Keith listens, but shout out to Keith. It was really yeah. nice to see him. Do you know what the best thing about Keith being there was? He's not dead. Wow. No, I mean, for serious, like, he had a serious, <laughs> I know, I know. serious, like, cancer in his eye, and he was, like, in, in real, like, risk of, of us never seeing him again and not even knowing, like, because we didn't even know anything was wrong until he turned up and said, oh, I'm fine, by the way. Nearly died. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, okay. Big news. That's <laughs> a lot to take in one go. Glad you're okay, mate. Um, but, yeah, it was great to see him again. It was good. Right, let's move on to Kyber. Obviously, this is the one Rich did well in. <laughs> and it, again, you won't hear me being nice to you very often. It's more fun <laughs> no. to wind you up. But bloody good showing, mate. Really well Cheers. done. Thank you. Top, top um, four is there. It's quite an achievement. Yeah, I lost in the eventual winner. There? there was... 200 and odd. 241. Yeah. You know, that's really well done. Thank you. It's a bit of a weird one, though, because it was played over two parts um, because the points change happened um, after, like, three rounds of the five-round Swiss. So the back half of Swiss was a different list than the front half of Swiss. So I, I had Rebel Alpha. I still like to point so. out, you, you still went 8-0. and oh. uh, 8 and 2, sorry. Yeah. I'd... That's still really good. <laughs> So I lost a game with the Rebel Alpha, and then the first game I lost with the the Resistance list was um, was the, the the top four game against the the eventual winner Chris Patrick. So I mean, well done to Chris for he he won today, Fourth um, of July. Him and Will Haygood took time out of their busy, filthy colonial treason day to um, say. <laughs> Uh, to to play a game of X Wing for us, and it wasn't it wasn't long that they took out of it because um, Chris basically slam dunked Will with an assortment of bombs and um, chaff clouds and all sorts of other nastiness that his list does very very well. So um, <laughs> I've not seen the game yet, but I've heard that Chris blew it very well. Yeah, it's rude. It's rude. <laughs> basically, I mean, in in our top four game, like I knew exactly what he was going to do, and I knew what I needed to do to avoid it. And then in turn two, I decided that I wasn't going to follow that plan and I was going to do <laughs> exactly the wrong thing with all of my ships. Um, but I followed the plan with half of my ships. So I changed the plan and uh, basically, yeah, I did half of one thing, half of another. And I nearly pulled it back like in the last couple of turns, but that was mostly because his green dice crapped out on Kylo. His Whisper Kylo just couldn't roll paint at all. So I was killing him 
slowly with a Y-wing primary shots at range three. You know, <laughs> I was like, well, okay. Um, so do you want to, um, before, you, before you move on, do you want to actually touch on your list? Because I think it's quite interesting. It's it's not something that we've necessarily yeah. seen everywhere. Yeah, um, so it, it it's another one from the resistance tank of people um, as we were looking at the points changes. And like we had a week basically after the points changes dropped to just come up with something. And I think it was Matya um, Mandarov kind of pointed out that the Y-Wings had really high loadout values because they've they changed how wartime loadout worked because too many people were just taking it as a like a basically a free double shield upgrade um when it was like four or five points whatever it was so they increased it to 10 and because they did that they increased the loadout values on all of the y wings basically to be like 13 to 17 something like that um and at the same time they dropped the price of a couple of them down to three points um, so you can get three three-point Y-Wings, and then you can... That's for nine points. Um, and they're great, uh, because you put Iron Cannon Turret, Targeting Computer, and Engine Upgrade on them, and then they can boost or lock and get a free Calculate. And three Bank Boost or three Straight Boost takes you quite a long way, um, as well as the fact that you've got a mod after it as well. Um, plus you're then ironing people. Stick on some bombs, and then you ion people, and they fly into your bombs. Um, so I rounded it out with another Y-Wing, because why not? Um, the, the logic behind it was that the Y-Wings do die if people look at them, because they've got seven health, which is a lot. Um, but if they get shot by like three or four ships at once, they'll probably die. Um, and that means that you lose your... Um, like the, the, num- the volume of bombs you need to actually properly threaten space behind you like two bombs people can you know barrel roll or reposition away from one but if you've got three bombs or four bombs sitting there um then it's it's a trickier proposition to get away from um so that was the the logic behind the the fourth y-wing and then i put poe in so the seven point um trigger happy flyboy poe um who they're never going to touch me poe <laughs> yeah basically if they're never going to kill me um, you ain't never going to touch me yeah essentially you're never gonna you're never gonna get the points from me um because you haven't got enough turns in the game to to catch me the the two times with more than one gun that you need to actually um put real damage on and he's got torpedoes as well so he he basically exists to fly in in the second half of the game and start initiative killing ships um and in the meantime flying around tagging objectives if you know if he can do um obviously the the list is quite weak for the towing crates mission, the salvage mission one, um, because everything wants to be boosting and moving around. But again, you've got sheer weight of things. So, I, I mean, I'll I'll talk through the list. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know if I can really talk through the list any more than I have without listing off literally 100 upgrades because <laughs> it's got a lot of cards in it. Um, but essentially, it's the three three-point Y-Wings, which is Kais, Renali, Shasazaro, and Wilsa Teslo. It's a four-point Y-wing. I use Tezanas and then Poe, um, and then you put the the core loadout of um, targeting computer, ion cannon turret, and engine upgrade on your Y-wings and a bomb of choice, um, and that leaves you with some points to play around with. So you can sprinkle on astromechs um, or different bombs. I was using concussion bombs. I think I would change that. Um, I think I'd change the loadout around a bit. So I'm going to play with that now that the event's over. Um, but yeah, um, basically the Y-Wings are great fun. Um, I own four of them. 
uh, in real life as well, so I can use it in real life. And Sean owns four of them. He used them at the Element Legends event and went three and one as well, having never ben, used the list. Ben, all, ben also owns four now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're great fun. They're, I mean, they are a really fun ship. Um, that's the thing about them because, you know, they've got a decent dial. Um, they've got decent blues for a Y-Wing. You know, they've got one bank, one, two, three straights. Um, they've also got, you know, um, enough health, enough loadout to put on the stuff that you want on them without having to worry about things. And there's a load of different, like, options that people are starting to, to see with them. So um, a couple of them you can do things like put an electrochaff missile and also a trick shot and then mm. a droid that lets you ignore obstacles. So you can be and or belly run, so you can like um, chaff something, then fly up, trick shot something through the chaff, um, and then drop a seismic to blow the chaff up next turn, sort of thing. And it's like, right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it, it's like it's very like there's a lot of different janky stuff you can do with them. Like you can make them worse first order bombers by putting a BB droid and prox mines on them because you know you can it's basically takes up all their loadout but you can do it um you know there's a yeah they're they're really really flexible pieces um and yeah great fun to fly particularly because of the you know you stick engine upgrade on there and getting the boost into a calculate is just it's huge for like zone control and, and being able to shift around particularly with objectives and stuff so yeah i love it well done again mate well done yeah i mean it does us proud uh, thanks. As you know, you nearly gave me a heart attack when I watched the um, top eight game. <laughs> <laughs> when you forgot about to, forgot to put the stress on Poe. I know. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Um, that was fine. He lived. Uh, so yeah. he's, he's quite funny because with the online play, we were seeing a lot of streamed matches. It's uh, quite interesting doing like a watch party. And so we were on the Tonton server and there was, yeah, some quite choice language and several several players offering their opinions on the situation shall we say oh yeah i mean it's we, we were all very mad at you it was it was well deserved because it was just an absolute stupid mistake um which i got away with luckily um you know as a kind of he chose to finish off a y-wing with one or two of his shots rather than continuing to put her into pole which could have put me in a really 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 tough position on in in that top eight game but um, to be honest, he was probably made the right choice of actually taking a ship off the board um, at that point anyway. So, you know, because if he hadn't killed the Y-Wing, then that Y-Wing would have just flown away dropping bombs um, and laughing, basically. But, um, I mean, it was... The top eight game was great. It was against Sam Cooper from Tin Squadron. Um, so he does the Out of the Minds podcast. So they, he's on his top 16 game at the moment. So I think next week he might talk about the top eight one from Kyber. Um, we'll see. It'll be interesting to, to hear what he has to say about that particular moment. But it was a great game; like it was played um, lovely. And then, obviously, top four lost to to Crispy. I was annoyed with myself because I thought I could have I could have won it. Um, but you know, I felt happy that I put up a a good fight, and I didn't just kind of prostrate myself in front of him and allow him to drop prox mines on me while nuking me with hyper modified shots. His list, by the way, is filthy and. I kind of intellectually knew that it was very, very highly modified and very good at pushing damage. But um, even when you know it's coming, um, it's still difficult to believe just how accurate his red dice are. Um, mm. 
like mm. it's if anybody wants to have a look at it it's it's worth taking a look at, at well, um we're going to touch list. on that in a minute anyway yeah i was just going to go for the top the, the other top four was um sandy can't pronounce that knap i can't pronounce it <laughs> it's sandy from Hexiles, yeah names and names are not my strong point just one stick day, with Sandy. Everybody well, knows Sandy is Sandy. It's fine. One day I'm hoping I find something that is my strong point, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got um, uh, Fenrau in the Sheathapede, uh, Hera, Wedge, and what's that? B- Bodica. Bodica that right? Benj. Yeah. That's the double tap one, isn't it? It is, yeah. Take a yeah, yeah. depleted double tap. Oh, That's sorry. It was um, Hera in the A-Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so sort of a, a different take on... Uh, a uh, alpha list, yeah, and it's Hera with Prockets. Uh, so you know, Fen in the Sheathapede is doing Fenrau I6 initiative, but you know, there's three I6s and then a Fang Fighter with Crackshot and Predator. So you know, that list just punches really hard. It's very similar to that list that Ollie was flying, isn't it? Yeah, I, d- I do like it just because we don't see a lot of the uh, Rebel Fangs. Yeah, that that's so why just... that list's great. It's got an, an unusual ship in it. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to the final two because it's both first order. So we've got um, Will Haywood, who had Kylo, Hollow, uh, Malarus, and Breach. If you want to look, you can go and look more at the list because I'd like to touch more on Crispy's list because it's just disgusting. <laughs> I mean, Will's Will's list is is fr- pretty filthy as well. Again, it's oh, yeah. it's, it's it's four hyper modified shots basically. Um, three of them have got torps. Um, or I mean, Malorus has got concussion missiles from as an FO fighter. Um, so Will made the decision of concussions over clusters. But um, breach is filthy. Um, Hollow is filthy. Um, <laughs> pattern analyzer and pro tradition. So that's you know target lock focus if you do yeah. a. A, a red move and then Kylo yeah, and the silence. He, he with... passes that stress off so you can't make him flip proud tradition as well. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah, Kylo with a in a silencer with um Proton Torps and Sensor Scrambler, so you can't even initiative kill or sorry, you can't alpha Kylo because he's not going to be um target lockable on the first turn that you want to target lock him. So Yep, so that's it. And they're all initiative five as well, so there's a lot of you know, he's able to move ships in different orders, or, you know, and, and potentially like initiative kill other ships. So, um, no, it's a, you know, it's still a very good FO list. Um, but I think, because um, I actually got to commentate on the final, uh, so me and Scott were chatting about it at the start of the game, and I don't think that the, the ship advantage was the big key. It was the um, electro chaff clouds, and, yeah, they absolutely proved to be, you know, crucial in the game. Yeah. Do you want so, to talk Chris's list then, Ben? Yeah, so so Chris has got Kylo with Instinctive Aim, Shattering Shot, um, Predator, Concussion Missiles, obst- uh, Advanced Optics, Munitions Failsafe, and Jamming Beam. Uh, and that's Jamming Suite. And you've got Malarus with Marksmanship and Clusters. You've got Scorch with Predator, Fanatical, and Optics. And you've got the first of the two bombers, which is um, Dread with Electro Chaff Missiles, Skilled Bombardier. Uh, or is it Bombardier? I can never remember. One of them. I think both are um, yeah, Rocks Mines. And then we've also got another bomber with Grudge, who's got um, Elusive, Automated, Target Priority, uh, another Electro Chaff Missile, another Skilled Bombardier, and Prox Mines. 
So the biggest filth is you can throw the electro chaff missile with a five straight. Yeah, or a two <laughs> bank or a three bank or a two straight. Uh, sorry, a three straight. You can also boost yep. and then throw it, which is the disgusting part. Yeah, so you can boost so you go forward, what, two base lengths and then launch yep. it five straight. So that's seven and then it goes out the front. So, yeah, he can hurl it basically halfway across the board. Um, um, from the games I've seen, he tends to launch two. So there's no way of you getting around it. Yeah, basically he, he just closes off some lanes and then he flies in. The idea being that um, Kylo can come in and do a shattering shot concussion missile um, with optics. So he just basically takes the focus, spends a force to use instinctive aim, and then he can spend another force to add another focus if it's worth his while doing it. Um, and then if not, he can just spend force and focus for optics. So basically he always gets three hits on his concussion missiles. Um, the only thing that stops that happening is if he double blanks. Um, yeah, Malarus has got the um, the old glitter stim ability, which means that if he gets the double tap cluster missiles off, it's one's double modded, one's single modded. Scorch is double modding things because of optics plus predator plus fanatical. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, Dread is doing... Um, well, I mean, the, the, um, the bombers are actually... They do their damage by boosting and dropping prox mines on your head. Yeah. Um, that you know, their their guns are negligible, but the other and three guns punch so hard. Grudge makes you re-roll one as well if it's if you do manage to roll a blank. Yeah, so his average damage on a prox mine isn't two; it's two and a half, um, because of Grudge. So it just yeah, it's it's an alpha strike. It's an alpha strike that takes away your mods and stops you from doing stuff before you get to shoot at it. So, um, the fact that it happens at you know different initiatives. And lower initiatives than other alpha strikes is kind of irrelevant if you haven't got your target locks because of chaff clouds and you haven't got your focuses because of chaff clouds and jams. Um, and then, you know, you've got to try and get in front of his bombers so that they can't bomb you, but then they can just boost past you and drop things on your head anyway. Yeah. So, it's, yeah I, I, would, it's I would highly recommend if anyone gets a chance to watch his games because uh, the way he flies those bombers... It's not probably not what you're thinking he does with them. Yeah, like he always he he tends to throw the chaff missiles out and then turn away, so that the next turn he can start throwing those prox bombs out at you. Yeah, which you inevitably have to fly through. I mean, Crispy's a very 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 strong player. He won the Gold Squadron Celust um, online event that we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, and, you know, I think he was saying he's like 30 and two with this list or like more than like he's lost a couple of games when he was just like weird variance has gone against him. Weirdly enough, one of those was in the XTC, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's played really well to get where he's got. Um, and he's, uh, the, I think, the deserved winner of, of this event because that, you know, he's landed very early on a very filthy um, version of a list. Um as I said earlier, you know, we had a week of new points to test and come up with uh, a list that we were then going to be locked in for for the last two rounds of, of Swiss and cut if we made it. So um, it was interesting seeing what bubbled up after that because a lot of people kind of jumped in on stuff that they thought was going to be really strong and it wasn't. So there was a lot of Rebel Alpha turned back up again, um, which obviously doesn't do so well into these first order lists that can neuter it um and yeah 
just a, a few other bits and bobs of, of odd stuff. Um, like, you know, Nicholas God with his three big scum ships, just, well, two mediums and one big scum ship, just still upsetting people. Um, <laughs> whole whole heap of, you know, Republic. Um, I do want to make a quick mention of Sam Cooper's list, though, um, because he... Uh, well, there's two things I want to say. First of all is um, Sam Cooper's list, which was uh, Separatists, which was Pre-Vizsla in a gauntlet. Um, so Pre-Vizsla is the one that can, if he's shooting a higher initiative than him, pilot, equal or higher, and he's I3, so anything three up to six, he can every other turn roll an additional red dice. Um, and he had Trickshot and Zam Wessel on it, so he had the potential of rolling like six dice um, into stuff if it was higher initiative than him and Trickshotted, um, as well as getting free mods from Zam. He had um, Grievous, and then he had four droids, um, which he was using to great effect um, through previous rounds to capture objectives, basically, because, you know, on satellite array and cargo, they can just grab an objective and sit on it. Um, they don't have to move, um, which is a huge advantage um, that they've got. Um, so the the other thing I wanted to say was that in the top eight of Kyber, um, all seven factions were represented, and First Order was represented twice, and the two First Orders were the ones that got into the final. Um, but it actually indicates to me that the the meta, as it stands at the moment, is in a fairly healthy place, that given all the same restrictions and the time you know of of like list building and, and not having a huge amount of practice or a huge amount of meta information to go off that what ended up in the top of the cut was one of each faction that's pretty cool yeah no it's nice to see isn't it yeah because um, there's nothing worse than like everyone flying the same list in the final yes or <laughs> very similar and no no I, I know it's both first order list but um I think they're quite different. Yeah, we we haven't got the Nim Miranda or the Firestorm yeah. special events where you've got you know oh, six of the top eight all flying identical lists. <laughs> I mean, actually, yeah. in fairness, I think so. The only ship that was identical, even loadout was slightly different, was Malarus. Um, so they each had the Malarus Tie Fighter. Um, Will had a bomber, but it was different to the bombers that Crispy had. And then yeah, his... they, they each had a Kylo, but uh, Will had the Silencer version. Crispy had the um, uh, Whisper version. So yes, they, you know there was definitely some difference there. Yeah, I'd be interested to know if the uh, uh, Kylo and Silencer ability triggered much. Like if it was relevant. What the? I'll show you the dark side one. Yeah, he's, he's used it in previous games, but he didn't use it in the final. So no. Crispy's used the Whisper one where he flips Oh yeah, because that, that's that's really good. I just mean the, yeah. the silence one, whether whether it was something he actually thought about using, or is it's more like, oh, it's the last shot and I've got a force left, I might as well use it. Cause you know it's coming back um, at the end of the round anyway. Mm. But no. I don't good know. I think again. I think I don't tend to use that one but uh, no. the the one on the whisper kylo was really good because it's like it's any damage can, as well yeah yeah so you can just line your bullseye up and then you can just be like oh well you're in my bullseye so i guess i'm gonna make you flip that and flip that one as well so like prox mines yeah prox mining somebody and it'd be an oh, it's two hits it'd be, how about two crits instead it's disgusting <laughs> yeah i didn't realize you could do that until kester did it to me and made me sad <laughs> <laughs> 
The worst bit was is he was going to beat me anyway, but that was just a kick in the teeth. He did it with a smile on his face as well. It helps that he's a lovely man. Um, it doesn't, doesn't help that much. still makes it sad. made me feel a bit better about it. <laughs> um, again, before we move on, just a, another shout-out to Crispy. It's uh, two quite big events he's run on the bounce, so should be proud yeah. of himself. He's, he's, he's individually responsible now for people saying, oh, what do we need to nerf in first order? Oh. <laughs> Bummer. Let's not nerf it because I, I enjoy the first order a lot. Yeah, I I think I think genuinely that the, it it doesn't need a a hammer. It needs a little bit of a finesse, and I don't think it's even points. It might even just be an errata to the bombers to stop them boosting and dropping. Uh, see, I I don't think that's the big. But I think more is the um, the chaff missile. We need to fire it so far. Yeah, I mean, you could take gunner off them, and then you know that takes skilled bombardier yeah. away. Um, the thing is, like. If- if you take the boost and drop off them, you might as well just get rid of the the ship. They're useless without that. Or, or you can just make the boost red so that you are locked in. It makes it a more of a decision. It's, it's not. That doesn't really change much, does it? I mean, they it's, have to go straight because their blues are terrible. Yeah, no, but yeah, I mean, you, even you know that where they're, they're on a bombing run at that point, you know where they're going to be, sort of thing. You just, I really, I'd really don't want them to sort of be out of the meta straight away, you know, before they've really had much of an inning. And to be honest, I think there is good counterplay to them. I think yeah. um, the thing with the chaff missiles is that if you know they're coming, you can build a plan for them. You then need to execute the plan, um, which is what I didn't do. But if you don't know they're coming, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll fully own it, you know. Um, I mean, you did have a plan. You just yeah. decided not to do it. Exactly. Um, if I'd done it, I don't know if I would have won because, you know, the whole game is different from turn two because the ships are in different places. So, you know, I can't even head sim it. Um, <laughs> but I'm playing against Crispy, actually. When I go to Florida on holiday in August, we're meeting up in a game store for a game of X-Wing. So um, I might see if he wants to do a replay of the final. But like, I'll be like, instead of turning into your chaff, I'll fly away from it. Let's see what happens then. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it. They're not. Um, it's not an unbeatable list. Obviously, people have have beaten it. I think it catches a lot of people by surprise, and I think a lot of people who have been flying, kind of rebel alpha or not rebel alpha. That's not fair. Um, alpha strike style lists that rely on target locks, um, get surprised when suddenly a, a chaff is launched seven straight right into their faces, and their one straight lands them on it, and all their locks disappear, and you know, they can't take an action, and they're just sitting there. And it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to rely on my natural dice while he's flying in with three hyper-modified three dice attacks, basically. Because, um, that, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. It takes away all of your tokens and then punches you with hyper-modified attacks. Yeah. Um, and you can't do it back to him. So it's not even like he can initiative kill his ships because, you know, he's got two or three greens and you are rolling natural reds and crossing your fingers, basically. Yeah. There is definite play against it. That's why I think moving for the the nerf on the bombers straight away seems a bit like too soon to say that. Personally, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do if anything. I think yeah. it's probably the easiest way to say it because yeah. we're not game designers. I haven't got Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> I've played a lot though. <laughs> yeah. I know what I like. Yeah, I know what I like. You just like the um, Venny. Just make Venny the best, and I'm happy. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the Dakar pack to come after the Yavin pack so that the 
Star Fortresses get back in the meta, then I'll be happy. I know, I've got two of them. Yeah, they're going to change their ship ability to be trajectory simulator so they don't have to unban it. <laughs> That's your wishful thinking, isn't it? That is. Right, let's move on to the XTC a bit. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest, and I have not followed it in the slightest. I know that Ireland won the first round, their yeah, first round, maybe. because lots of my friends are in that team, and I know England <laughs> didn't play. That's as much as I know. So there's 25 teams this year instead of last year when there was like 30 something teams. Um, so there's tw- there's five teams, uh, five groups of five, and um, so each group, one team gets a buy each round. Um, so there's basically two two games going on in each group um, each week. Um, so essentially, I can I can scoot quickly through the the outcomes. Um, in Group A, Spain and the Czech Republic won. South Africa and Malaysia lost. And uh, Wales didn't play, so uh, Wales are currently sitting in third, <laughs> having not lost. Um, so, but Spain are uh, top, Czech Republic are second. Um, so, uh, Spain had a slightly um, more convincing win. Um, in Group B, Brazil absolutely thumped Colombia um, and got, uh, they beat them 5 0. Uh, Germany beat Greece 4 1, and Australia didn't play. Um, USA beat Switzerland 4-1. Serbia beat Canada um, in, or was that a draw? I was a draw. No, Serbia and Hungary I'm drew and Canada didn't yeah, play. I don't, I yeah, I think Canada played. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Serbia, Hungary drew, actually. So they got um, two two wins in one draw, I think, was the way that it played out um, in, yeah. their, in theirs. Um and then uh, Group D, Philippines uh, beat France, which surprised everyone. Uh, Pirates beat Austria, which surprised everyone. So mm. Pirates is a... Pir- no, Pirates beat France. Philippines Pirates beat, Austria. beat France. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's the way that it's shown up on Challenge. It's gone a bit weird. Um, so Pirates beat France, which uh, surprised a few people. Um but then Philippines beating Austria surprised people because uh, Austria's two losses were Andreas Tolman and Crispy. Mm. Uh, so Crispy using his first order list and Andreas, um, I can't remember what Andreas's list is, but um, yeah, they are the two stronger players in Austria. So it was a bit of a surprise that they didn't. Uh, Andreas uh, has got his um, four ship scum list. So there's, ah, I, think, right. I think he's got Cab Bane in there and... Uh, probably the was it Leighton the M three A. Oh yeah, he loves a bit of Leighton. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, very interesting. Like, yes, yeah, so I think you'd say you'd you'd say probably two of the stronger players for sure. Um, I mean, I, I caught some of Crispy's game, and um, unfortunately, you know, sometimes you rely on your green dice just to pull you through. And yeah, he had a a very cold cold game for green dice. Yeah, and gives Kylo's worth six points. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a big boost. And then, uh, yeah, Group E, um, Norway beat Mexico, and uh, All Ireland, you beat Italy. So the current reigning XTC champions started off with a three-two defeat to to us, which we were very chuffed about. Um, yeah, no, four really... of our teams, were, four of our games were streamed on Starfighters Italia or something, uh, one of the Italian ones. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a very interesting group of games to be honest against the Italians because it it, it was um, what was the scenario? 
was um, salvage scramble. Oh, salvage! You were picking up crates. Oh yeah, salvage. Um, Come on, I wasn't. And... I wasn't even playing. I know what scenario you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was salvage, and the uh, yeah the Italian guys for the first three games didn't pick up crates at all. Um, so we were able to just get win conditions by picking up three crates and flying around for a few turns and killing a couple of ships and suddenly it was game over and they weren't able to kill ships fast enough. So, And in some kit lists and in some instances it is the right choice but um, I think the game that I was playing, I was on an unfavourable matchup because I was playing against Vader Defender in five ties and I was expecting him to just grab you know, two crates at least with his TIE, tie fighters and just keep them in the back with an evade token and then, you know, come and fight me with the rest of it. Um, and he didn't, he just kind of flew his tie swarm in and I flew away and picked up some crates and got nine points of crates and then killed Vader in the defender to win. Oh, we got 11 points of crates, sorry. And then nine points of Vader and, and one. Well, that's it. Yeah. Not, not taking anything away from your win, but like I watched a couple of the games. I watched, watched that game in particular and I've, and I've had it a bit playing other people that maybe, were big 2.0 players and they st- mm. and it seems like they're still playing 2.0 not playing 2.5 yeah absolutely and um I, I had a quick chat with my opponent when we were playing and he he hadn't played any 2.5 or 2.6 well he hadn't played any 2.5 until they made the 2.6 changes or whatever we're calling them um tomaso um, yeah. his name was and um he had basically played like 10 games of 2.6 and a handful of games with his XTC squad because essentially I think the Italian community essentially said we, we might all hate this version of X-Wing but we are the reigning XTC champion so we have to defend it and it, and 2.6 isn't as bad as 2.5 was so let's give it a try. So the, the team is um, Marco the um, the captain was the, the previous year's captain and then there's two of the subs from the previous year and then uh, I think two other players, or uh, and then uh, and then like a few others. So you know they they are good, experienced X-wing players, but they just don't have experience of two point six. And I think that we got lucky because I think we caught them on uh, the scenario that if you've not played it a lot, can catch you out on what, what the right choice is to do with crates. Um, and we caught them on game one. Yeah. And and if we I think if we'd caught them on game four. It would have been a lot harder. Um, so I think we're lucky um, in, in that we got this win when we did. Um, but yeah, next week we're playing Mexico. So I'm going to play against um, Carlos uh, on Thursday night, which I'm really looking forward to. Or if we're going to smash our rebel lists into each other and see what happens. <laughs> who've, who have you got, Tim? I am playing Nicholas God. Who I, oh, you yeah. got the pirates, the pirates. Yeah, that's it. So England on the bench in round one. So we've just been watching, and so yes, we've got the pirates who um, you might say upset France in the first round, but you know we we knew that the pirate team was a good team. Um, you know you've got some good names and you've got some good lists in there. Um, but yeah, like I think um, Austria, you know. It's hard to say, really. Like the Philippines, it's a tough one for us in the sort of European and, and US sort of meta, when you don't really know a lot of the Asian uh, players, or, or you know, even you know Australia, South Africa. We don't know all those those names. Um, so, but you, you look at a team like Austria, and you just kind of assumed with 
like Andreas and Crispy, that they would probably get the win. So that was, um, yeah, a very interesting result there. So, um, but yeah, certainly a big, big win for Ireland um, against Italy. So well, well done to you guys. We were very chuffed. <laughs> I, I, absolutely, I, I would be like, you know, it, you know, it really could open up that group. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not taking anything for granted because obviously, you know, we we've not played anything, so you know, we need to go out and you know, certainly we want to win our first couple of rounds. Uh, so we've got pirates in France, and then sort of see where we go from there. Yeah, it's interesting that Philippines um, getting the win against Austria has really opened that group up as well because. I think everybody was looking at it and going, well, the Philippines is the one that we'll all beat. And then we have to see who beat two um, in the rest of it. But I think I think your group in Group D um, is is pretty open. Um, is, I, I think, think is it France, them. France, Philippines, I think, are playing this round. I think Austria are sitting out. So, you know, if Philippines win again, that's probably France out and probably Philippines through. You know, it's it'd be hard to say, but you know, you know, you'd, you'd think if you lose two rounds that you're probably not making it out of the group. Yeah, so. and I don't think you can if you lose two. I mean, it all depends how other results go, I guess. But you, yeah. you probably, even if you win your next two, you're you're certainly not guaranteed progression by any means. You're probably reliant on other teams. Like like the draws are very interesting. Like you know, I, I noticed the hung, I think it's the Hungarian captain was asking about draws because they obviously then ended up drawing the round with Serbia. Um, and like, like like it is in a singles event, draws are bad because it's only going to give you a point, not three points for a win. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you don't want to be drawing rounds if you can at all help it. Am I right in it? The only the top two from each um, yeah. are to go up. Yeah, two, right, yeah. two, two out of five teams. So that's um, still quite quite a you know, tough ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that leaves a, a that'll be a ten man um, or a ten team uh, final yeah. in August. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so yeah, keep keep an eye on the XTC. It it'll start getting more interesting. There's a lot of streams going on at the minute. So if you um if you're interested, if you kind of do what we all did last year, which is subscribe to all of the potential Twitch streamers. Um, and if you're lucky, you'll get to catch one of the um, Colombian uh, streams because they're amazing. <laughs> it's like South American football commentary, but for X-Wing, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, so I, I love it. I, I've not watched any of them streams, but I've heard they're fun to watch. Yeah, are very much so. Like, I mean, I, I I speak a little Italian, you know, having you know did it as GCSE, but not enough to really sort of understand what the Italian streams are going on. But you can absolutely get when the commentators aren't happy with what you know the Italian player was doing in the in the Irish games. <laughs> you know, you just you you get it you get it from the tone of voice and some of the like the you know, the occasional words that come out. You're like, yeah, I don't think they uh, agree with that decision there. You can hear you can hear the hand gestures. You can hear them, yeah. even if you can't see them. You can hear them. <laughs> it's amazing. Sorry, I was just coughing away. That's all right. We're all just sitting waiting for you. I remembered. I remembered to turn the microphone off this time, though. So you know, growing. Have a gold star. <laughs> yeah, Tim gets a gold element legend. Edge, crappy gold star. <laughs> um, I think we can call it there unless there's anything else either of you would like to just talk on 
Well, we've got Borden Brum next weekend, this weekend, whichever the weekend coming up is on the 9th of <laughs> July, and Liam's asked us to um, to, to promote it. So it, it is the Borden Brum monthly event, uh, which is happening on Saturday, the 9th of July at Borden Brum. Um, Do you know if going, Liam or Adam is running it? Liam's going to be there. No, which I, one's running it? I'm not sure. Because if Adam's running it, it's probably going to run better. I think it's <laughs> that's only because Adam disappears after two rounds and lets Tim take over. So to be fine. fair, he was he was doing well up until that point. <laughs> well, I think it's Adam's Adam's turn to run it, but I'm not too sure. I think uh, Liam did say that there's a a decent chance that uh, Boba will down, so that might be just all the excuse I need. <laughs> oh, Boba is Liam's golden retriever puppy for anybody who's not following him on Instagram yet. <laughs> He's got his own account, lots of pictures and videos of a golden retriever puppy. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah. So uh, it's worth always worth going down because it's usually a good day and there's usually a reasonably high standard of competition. Uh, plus, I'll be there too, so you can come and take the piss out of me. I don't mind. It's, it's a good middle ground for people to come in at traveling wise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going. I think uh, I think there's a handful of other people from around the north coming as well. Tim, you're thinking about coming. Um, depending on XTC, yeah, um, and yeah, I mean, this is it. it all, uh, yeah, it all comes as XTC, and I potentially might be working Sunday. So if I'm working Sunday, I might actually want a day off this weekend. Uh, so <laughs> we, we will see. I, I, I'm, I'm a definite maybe. And it is, a, it is a day off. Yeah. Are you a definite no or a definite yes, Ben? Definite no. I can't come. I'm busy. And <laughs> Sad. Sometimes I have to do adult things. I don't believe you. No, I need, <laughs> I don't believe it myself. <laughs> also, while we're on the subject of Liam, let's wish his better half a birthday. Uh, happy birthday. And, you know, ask her why she puts up with him. <laughs> she get her on as a, as a guest at one point. I'm sure she's getting a carer's allowance from it. <laughs> we know we know that you don't like this game, but can we talk to you anyway? We're mostly going to ask you why you're dating Liam. <laughs> like, surely you can do better. <laughs> we only mock him because we care. Yeah. Allegedly. Anyway, <laughs> right, we're going. Um, do you have any shout-outs, Tim? Uh, no, I think I've given out my shout-outs, but yeah, go go England. Yeah, yeah. I hope you and Ireland do because lots of my friends in both of those teams. So, uh, anything from you, Leah? Uh, uh, you've just been oh. talking about him. I'm stuck with him, mate. <laughs> oh, never. It's you, Polly. <laughs> of, of, of all the insults you've used against Rich over the years, you know. Well, how often do I? Do I like it's usually me and Rich and someone else, and, <laughs> and I've got his name nearly wrong on the way in and on the way out as well. <laughs> It's all it's all good. I, I want to shout out the um the, the Team Ireland uh RXCC, so um Cormac, Phil, uh, Nick and, and Kev um for a great first week. It's been amazing. Um and also everybody from the Kyber who I played against, um and uh, also Scott for running it, um, because it's run really, really smoothly. Um so like the cut I mean, we blasted through the cut in about two weeks, um, which could have dragged on forever because it was literally he's just cracking the whip on people and shouting, "Get the games done!" 
<laughs> we're not <laughs> we're not waiting a week for something to happen. So it's it's been a really well run event, and um, yeah, a proper chuff to have, have done as well as I did. I'm um, just to say that again, and uh, yeah, that's it. Well, I was going to give you a shout out, but you've just uh, well, I can't say what I was going to say on this, but you've patted yourself on the back. Thank you. So, I, so I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm just going to say that uh, our Civtech League is going to come back on the the first round draw will be the fourth of September. Um, so I will organise everyone into your league soon, and I'll post a link for anyone new to sign up. Once I've done that, um, I think that's it from us then. So. Uh, it's goodbye from me. Uh, goodbye from Rich. Got your name right this time. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Tim. Toodles. I was really going to get his name wrong then, just for a giggle. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.